So, last time we spoke, our boys were in the midst of a bit of a tussle. A huge creature, a chimera, made its way onto the train after it was halted in the middle of the oceans by who knows what. Well, I know what, but they don't. Keen and Virgil fought with Commander-in-Chief Rowan Sterling at their side, and Henry Goodlove made his way to the front of the train to get things moving again. And Ox, well, he jumped off the train whether he wanted to or not. In the end, the boys got going again with a captive. A small cloaked figure made their way through the window, but don't you worry, they were defeated quickly, as you may recall. So we return to our boys as they sit in their compartment, waiting for the chaos to die down. Train rides have had a little too much excitement nowadays, haven't they? Anyways, after a little bite from Kean, Rowan Sterling goes off on his own, and it's just the four of them, and the constant rise and falls of the workings of a machine. Kean steps out to take a look at the damages and spots a familiar symbol, the wandering wind's compass rose, mirrored. An attendant, a middle-aged human man with the permanent worry lines that perfectly suit the situation, opens the door to the opposite side of the dining car. Um, sorry, food service is on hold for now. I don't need anything, just trying to see what was going on. Did you have, he steps a little further down into the train car. Did you have some questions or do you, do you need to do some investigating? I didn't really expect something like this to happen, honestly. Um, thanks for your help also. Pleasure. I... Really, I was just checking it out. Are you all fine? I mean, you know, uh, we're okay. Most of the people are just scared. We're trying to kind of secure things now, so if you could wave you towards your compartment. Kian nods, but stays in place for a second. Do you have healers? And also do some stuff if need help with injuries? Of, of course. Just let me know. We'll take stock of what's going on in the back and come to you if we need help. Thank you. He nods again as he's turning back to the train car. He'll look at the, the Negawinds symbol. Another moment. He goes back to, to the compartment where everyone else is, lingers outside the door, then walks past it and goes to Roan's compartment and knocks. There's a small pause. You hear some shuffling from within and the door opens. Rowan has taken off the overcoat vest that he's usually been wearing. See his sleeve is rolled up a little bit past where you last bit him. He looks a bit harried as he opens the door, relaxes slightly when he sees you. Yes? It's now a good time, just for a moment. Steps aside, welcomes you in and closes the door behind you. Kian just stands for a second, and then will sit down. I am sorry about not telling you before. It's alright. Um, sort of. <laughs> He'll sit down across from you. Um, I did actually mean to ask you, and I hope you'll be honest, I won't be angry, but I don't know much about how this works. Is there now any chance that I may also... No, uh, no, it shouldn't be an issue at all. If you're worried about 
changing yourself? Is that what you meant? He he nods as he pretty visibly relaxes. Yes, I I know you are not exactly the picture of a no shadow monster of the night or whatever, but just wanted to make sure. No, I don't think that's really how it works anyway, but it's just a bite. Sorry about it, though. He kind of smiles a little bit. Of all people, I understand. King gonna winces, smiles. Actually, wasn't so sure if that would be the case. I think I have a hard time coming to terms with this myself, so I'd understand if you were less forgiven about other people. It's not something you need to ask forgiveness for, Kian. Um, I would have preferred you had told me earlier, but it's too late for that now, and it is out. Did you just come here to say sorry, then? Pretty much. You've been kind of distant, and I get that, really. wanted to make sure this wasn't put in any more distance between us. His gaze falls to the table and out the window, and then back to you. This... does this have something to do with why I stopped writing? It was... I hope that did not offend. There was quite a distance between us, um, and oceans and the seas. I, I seemed like something that needed to come to an end. Well, that made sense. Come to terms with it now, I think. It's harder then. I'm sorry. You know, it seems a bit silly to say this now, but uh, I did almost come visit you once, right after I came to Octarius. Got a bit waylaid, and I think that was probably for the best, but it was hard for a bit. Don't really think I had a friend on this plane before you. I am sorry. I understand. It's in the past, and I'm happy it happened. But we are here now. Yes, somehow. I'd still like to consider you my friend. I would like to do the same of you. He visibly relaxes a bit. So, Virgil, did something happen between the two of you recently, or... Is that me? just me reading too far into things? He looks quite perplexed by the question. Um, recently as in... I mean, he didn't come to dinner the other night? Don't know if that was about anything to do with you, but... No, it's... I... I think I probably should not have joined you on this mission. Not because of you. Uh, a lot has happened between us, yes. You know, we talked when we met. Me knowing you came up, and I'm pretty sure I filled in a couple of blanks where I shouldn't have. Hence the conversation about thinking you might have been dead. But he didn't sound hopeful. I think this is all a lot fresher for him. Sure it is. What are you getting at? It just seems like 
We're trying to shut them down before and even early to talk about things. We have talked plenty. Maybe you've talked more than I've witnessed, but it doesn't really seem like you're trying to listen. Look, all I'm saying is maybe he's looking past things you don't want him to look past, but sometimes we don't necessarily get to choose who gives us second chances. It's kind of foolish to just ignore one when you have it. How long have you known him? You know, at this point, it's probably been a little less than half a year. Then perhaps you have noticed. Virgil tends to care very deeply for the people around him and does not leave much for himself. That was something very clear about him from very early on when I met him. This too is detriment, obviously, and I don't want to encourage it any more than I already have. Last I saw him, he was dying because of me. And that is not something to brush aside. Look, I don't know the whole picture. You don't. But I think you are important to him. I know I am. I think perhaps it's a little hard to just confront something like that. I'm sure it is. Especially if you're just trying to, I don't know, reconnect. And maybe he knows that confronting that would make it more difficult for both of you. But that's just knowing what I've heard of his feelings and what I can see from you and him. Thank you for your insight. Well, I... Maybe I should leave you to those thoughts. Ah. He sighs and the stony expression on his face drops a bit. He smiles again, nods. Look, I'm not saying consider starting a relationship again or anything of the sort. Just trying to talk through it instead of shutting him out. Understood. Is there anything I can get you? I'm all right, thank you. Well then, I'll take my leave. He nods. King gets up, goes back to the compartment. What have you all been doing while Keen was gone? Reed? Ox has been occupying himself with scribbling a few things down in the notebook that he carries and uh, taking apart his gun and putting it back together. Henry for idling its uh, writing, or I mean, Delilah's always an option, pet, brush, etc. But at least for this time, it seems more preoccupied with whatever's going on out the window. He's just, he sits for a moment in this awkward silence and then will get up kind of awkwardly. Uh, I will be right back. Um, I'm just a bit of a mess, so I'm going to go clean up and he will leave and go back to his compartment. And for the first time, go through the parcel that Kian gave him from that little shopping excursion before we left Donning. What does he find? Your new clothes. <laughs> oh, yes. Beatrice? <laughs> How did you actually? She's so small! <laughs> oh, God! Give you what, what do I find in here? Underneath the tiny Beatrice and Ophelia. <laughs> well, first off, You've got a new set of clothes. The first layer is a deep blue shirt and pants, 
Just below the shirt's neckline is a stylized sun embroidered with tiny glittering beads. And over the top of that is a soft gray tunic with white trim and an indigo sash for the waist. The ends of the sash are tipped with a matching sun design and two orange tassels. And there is a new set of leather gauntlets styled with interwoven strips. Everything is packaged neatly, like you can tell that it was all bought at one place and probably kind of a nice establishment and a pair of matching gloves, wool gloves, and long, just below the knee, wool socks. They're both in like a dark deep blue and there are little like sock garters. Oh my god. So it is lingerie. <laughs> it's not, not the, I mean, yes, but like not- Knee, knee sock garters. Yeah, knee sock garters, not the ones that attach at your waist. The CL strips. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's it's the, one, the ones yeah. that you look at and you're like, do those even work? Yeah. Like, Probably not. This? Depends on your cap. Do they work for Virgil? The garters? Yeah. How about Slayer your legs? Try them on. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> He, finding this, I think he just stops, like, with the, like, gloves and socks and lets out a very shaky breath. He'll change, not going about it in a bit of a rush or anything. He's just taking his time. And he puts on the socks underneath. What about the garters? Well, I mean, that's for him to know. Oh, okay. And for you to find out. Yeah. Sorry, you didn't get the full Andre. That's okay. Set. I thought that would be maybe a little bit too much. <laughs> um, after he gets changed, he will return to the boys. Um, hey, uh, thank you for picking this up for me. It's very nice. Nicer than anything I've had in a while, so it means a lot. Of course. We all deserved a change of clothes and it seemed like you hadn't really changed up your look in a while. Yeah, that wasn't really... Um, at the forefront of my mind. But this is very nice. I'm glad you like it. It is good look for you. Thank you. The only other thing that would happen in this time if we're just small talking, eventually Keen's disguise self would fall and he would just let it. He probably goes through his stuff and puts on the hat again. Kind of covers his hair a little bit, but He'll let it stay white. And there's a rapid knock on the door. Couldn't come in. How did you open the door? Yes. You don't recognize this person, but Kian, you recognize the perpetually worried looking human man attendant uh, who you saw earlier. Peers in, looks at you, Kian, and nods, and then, of course, to you, the rest of you. Um, we heard that you were willing to offer your services as a healer. If anyone else has any sort of knowledge, when it comes to healing things, uh, magical or not, it would be appreciated. Of course, I'll see what I can do. I'll come with you. Lead the way. And he turns around. He leads you back down the, the dining car, through the passenger cars. Most of the doors are left open, though everyone is inside of their, their compartment. There aren't people walking up and down the halls, except for those in the uniform. In the very last train car, it looks like they've kind of set up a infirmary of sorts. You see some glows of blue and green magics being cast as healing spells are used, but there are maybe about 
say about 20 people either sitting or, or lying out on the beds that are unfolded in the compartments of this train car. Some of the walls are charred, you notice as you walk down, and there are also plenty of people with what look like bite, claw, and, and burn wounds. The attendant stops near the door. Uh, he looks a bit pale. So, um, if you could just go in there and do your thing, that would be delightful. Thank you. Ian kind of looks in. There's a lot of people. Yes, it is. Is there like someone who's more hurt than others? We attended to the people who are most injured first, so as of now there are no emergencies, thankfully. But because of that, we're left with some people with, I suppose you could say minor injuries, but not pleasant ones to be sure. You see, I'm a bit, uh... This is gonna sound silly. Queasy? At the sight of blood. He nods enthusiastically. So, um... But you're a healer? Yeah, I'm just gonna send my familiar in there to help with this. I'll take her with me. <laughs> okay. You know, you didn't have to, to volunteer. No, of course. Because if you faint, I mean, that's just another injury on our, on our hands. Are you, Mr. Goodlove, all right with this situation? Please let us know if you're not, and I can lead you back to your compartment. I would not have come all of this way down if I was not comfortable with it. When it comes between Kian and myself, you see, I take care of the blood issues, and he takes care of, you know, cauterized wounds and uh, the like, internal bleeding, whatnot. Right. Um, okay. Well, just do your thing then. He goes into the car, since his healing magic isn't great, but he knows some medic stuff. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Stuff. Roll a medicine check. 17. 17. Um, the injuries are not things you've never seen before or anything like that. So, I mean, your spells help, obviously, though you don't have a huge arsenal of them. Um, but like the attendant said, most of the people with the more grievous injuries have been helped already. Everyone seems a little surprised to see you doing this. Like they don't know exactly how to, to speak to you. You, you receive anything on the end of just not speaking to you at all to extreme over-politeness um, and sort of almost embarrassment, like, oh, I'm, I'm fine, don't worry about me. It's, it's just, just move on, don't worry, don't worry, as you're, you know, wrapping up a, a weeping burn. Some of the other train attendants who are more healers uh, direct you around to who may need your help the most. Kian can cast Cure Wins through Marigold. I hope this is not a bad idea, but I think I'm gonna use both of them right now, both my spell slots. One person just gets one point, because I can also use my healing pool and I'm doing that. Probably he'll go back in and give them the other four points that I rolled. And then one other person will get 16 points of healing. He will stop there and retreat from Marigold for a second. I can definitely help more people later. I just want to save some of my magic in case something bad happens. But 30 minutes, can I help another person? Okay, that sounds good, thank you. Kian will just sit in, in the car in front of this infirmary and rest up, heal another person, rest up, heal another person. Do that until dinner time. Henry, he would be idly chatting with the 
folks that he's helping and the folks around them, them depending on their mood, just to to get a picture of basically how everybody got these injuries and what was going on and this half of the train. While you're working on some gash across the shoulder of a a young elven woman, she's pretty chatty and, and open to, to answering any of your questions. She seems a bit like she's sort of half in shock and also kind of excited by it all. And as you as you start to, to work on her wound, you were you were up in the front, right? You saw all of this happen. Yes, I did with the You fought the, the monster, right? Uh, yes, a uh, chimera. It's dead? Yes, it's definitely dead. Oh, that was uh, you know, that's a relief to hear. We did we missed that part, thankfully, though it would have been nice to see it, just a bit reassuring, you. Yeah? What about the other people? The other people that I was with fighting? Uh, no, the other ones who were attacking the train? More than just one? I I imagine so, yes. To my knowledge, I only saw one person board the train. I believe we actually were able to move from our situation before we were boarded by more. I mean, well, you know, and she gestures around and then winces as uh, she twinges her, sh- her shoulder. All this damage wasn't done by the cat-goat thing. It was the people who stopped the train. Maybe they mostly got off with the train. Listen, there's a lot going on. It was, it was all very, um, it was all very fast, you know? I've never been in a situation like that before. Right, no, it could definitely be overwhelming when you first get into things, but you don't happen to... Henry will make a bit of a restraint on her arms so that she doesn't go flailing again. You didn't happen to see any details, anything in particular, anything that stood out with these individuals? Oh, nothing. No, nothing at all. We. She tries to raise her arm and then lowers it as you, as you, you hold her back. Uh, they were covering their faces, you know, all very mysterious, these cloaks and everything. It was really like a, like a bandit story, you know? I didn't think that really happened. Oh. Well, I suppose it's not like train robbery reports are really something that goes out to the general public, and even then it's like they don't always end up in the city in which the train originated from. Rather, they end up in the one that it... It's not a common thing that happens, but I... How often does it happen? Are you just hiding a bunch of train robberies? Like, underneath no. a pile of paperwork in no, your office or something? I'm not hiding a bunch of train robberies. No, no, that's ridiculous. They I stand don't know, Mr. Goodlove. It seems pretty suspicious to me. No, it, they seem more to me because I hear about all of them, whereas an individual person might just hear one rather than the entire history of them. And you know, tieflings, we live longer than other species, so therefore sometimes things uh, blur together that are actually very long time in human years. Um, it's, you know, but... Uh, for this particular robbery, I didn't realize that there were so many people that had boarded the train because they didn't make themselves known up at the front. It seems like a rather coordinated attack with the Chimera coming in from uh, up front and then the rest of them going around to the back. Did they take anything? Um, she tucks some hair behind her ear, which you can see is not a human ear at all, but in fact, an elven ear. Um, <laughs> um well, young man, um, you lost another customer. <laughs> <laughs> she will be asking for a refund. <laughs> She's gonna sue the debts. I can't say I really have much information more to give you besides oh, what I've said. Uh, I kind of assumed you would know more. Uh, they just ushered us into the back once all of the attacks started happening. Thankfully, no one was hurt too terribly. Definitely grateful for that. Henry is slightly more orange. Then would be usual. <laughs> it is 
rather soon afterwards. We're still in the process of gathering information, so anything that is uh, relevant is noteworthy. It's always helpful. Well, well I don't uh, know what else to tell you. The train was stopped, and I think they probably did take some things, considering uh, they boarded the train and people were running around and things like that, but I can't really say. Interesting. It's just what I assume. If it's a robbery, then things were probably robbed. Right. Anyways, okay. I should, you know, continue tending. Um, do be careful not to be too um, sporadic with movement. You should be fine within the next day or so to uh, go about as you usually would. Yes, sir. And thank you for engaging in conversation. Well, thank you for this. Henry gives her a nod and moves she on. She gives an enthusiastic wave. With which arm? With the injured arm. Clutch! <laughs> she waves, she's like, oh, and then switches to the other side. Quick question yeah. that is haunting me now. Is Orna still fucking here? I don't know. Roger will go check. If you're gonna leave the car that we're in, Ox would go with you. Don't want to be alone? Uh, Ox doesn't want you to be alone, babe. Okay. The, <laughs> the train just got attacked. And there's not a 100% guarantee that everybody is off of this train. Do you think that we have the same issue of caring for other people too much and for ourselves not so much? No, not at all. Okay, let's go check on Orna. <laughs> so, Ox and Virgil, you you go to the, the livestock car. Is this the Appa arc or are we good? Roll for me, please. Uh, 19. Okay. You race into the livestock car. Um, this one is much nicer than the one on the last train. There are proper stalls here, and you know where Orna was placed, you were told. It's a bit chillier than it was before, as there's a gaping hole in the back of the train car. You open the door to Orna's stable, and she is standing patiently there. Thank God. Okay. Um, he just goes up and wraps his arms around her neck. Ox looks around. How are the animals doing? The animals are uninjured. Some of the stable doors are open and look like perhaps they had attendants in them until very recently. Um, you know, scattered hay or um, blankets that are just crumpled on the ground. Clearly, some creatures have been taken, but none of the ones there seem like they're hurt. Some are distressed, you know, eyes wide, stamping the ground. That makes sense after what has happened. Um... And with the wind whistling by in the hole in the back. Yeah, Ox is gonna go examine the hole. Sounds like something Ox would do. Yeah. It looks too clean to have been a fire explosion. It seems as if it was done magically. Yeah, on the back of the the livestock car, was there like a little um, balcony before? Is it still there? Is that still? It is still there. It's, it's unaffected. Your, your smoking spot is still there. Don't Excellent. worry. Excellent. The most important thing. Wait, um, he like pulls back, hands still deep in Orna's fur. Um, in theory, all of these creatures saw what happened, right? And do you know if Henry can ask them? He's talked to Delilah before, right? And Beatrice's little snake? Yeah, I, I think you're right. Let's, let's go grab Henry. Um, the boys would return to the car just in front and look around for... Mr. Goodlove? He's here. I know you're in the middle of something, um, but it seems as though some things might have gone missing from the livestock car, and I was wondering if perhaps if you could ask one of the animals if they saw anything. 
Is that something you can do? Yes. Orna is still... She is, yes. She is. Very good. Uh, He turns to the person that he was just assisting. I'll be back shortly. It shouldn't take too terribly long. They nod. Yeah, he will lead the way back to his um, best girl in the world. Marigold also follows. Henry will take a glance at the big hole at the back and then... I was speaking with one of the injured passengers and apparently there's a rather significant attack on this side of the train as well. Got both ends. It looks like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Forgot you were... Okay, yes what? It looks like there was some actual fighting back in some of the passenger cars as well. Henry will approach Orna. Henry is... Uh, Speak with animals, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Hello, Ona. How are you doing in all of this? I have been better, but I have been worse. I've never done this before. Her head moves up and down. Brittle is fascinated. <laughs> <laughs> sort of uh, thoughtfully. Virgil speaking. I'd like to say a few words if you'll permit me your time. Thank you for listening to Spare the Crying. Your support means a lot to us. If you'd like to find me or my companions, you can reach us on social media at linktree slash spare the crying. We'd love to hear from you. Please feel welcome to leave a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube streams. We also have a Discord server where you can discuss the story so far with us or speak with like-minded souls about your own TTRPG experiences. In regards to our soundtrack, our background music is by Marika Shans and our intro is by Ben McElroy. Our official art is by yours truly. You can find me at Crowqueen on Twitter. That said, allow me to bid you farewell for now. Please join us next time as we shepherd in a new dawn. glad that you're still here and we were wondering though there were a few animals that were taken as well did you happen to see any of the people or animals that were taken yes and did you catch any details yes such as um, any sort of colorful items of clothing like how um, Virgil wears a big, you know, the blue robe piece. That's pretty significant. Do they have anything identifiable like that? Three people, nothing shiny, shadowy. Contemplating him like it's anything. I'm hungry. My darling. (laughs) Is there food for Orna in the area? In the back corner, there's feed for the animals. Henry will immediately go to get feed and come back. Yes. Thank you for <laughs> your assistance, Orna. Yes. She starts eating. Henry ends the spell. <laughs> well, three individuals, they took mounts primarily, it seems. 
who aren't really distinguishing themselves, sort of similar to our hostage friend. We'll have to get him too. Has... Do you know whether or not Rowan... Henry turns to Pigeon Kean. Ian. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Has he gotten about to the interrogating? Is he expecting us to do the interrogating? I suppose that wouldn't be the worst. Pretty certain they took them to the engine car? I think he would want to be present for that. So if we were going to go about that as our next step, we can fetch him along the way. I'm thinking uh, that perhaps we should see if anything else was taken other than the animals that would likely use to an escape method. Uh, yes, I would like to see if the attendants perhaps know what exactly was taken and how many. Um, how many empty stable compartments are there? Six. Can I go and see how many of those looked as if they were in use? They were all in use. Okay. Twelve in total. Virgil gives Orna like a little pat on the side as she's eating and we'll head back with the boys and try and find an attendant in the passenger car. Um, pardon me, I know you were busy, but I had a question. She looks up, she has a, a notebook in her hand, and you see passengers' names are written down on it, which looks like she's maybe keeping track of who's still here. She just nods, sort of absently. Uh, sorry, I was just wondering if we had any logs of how many animals were kept in the livestock car. It seems some have gone missing. Uh, uh, yes, there were, I believe, twelve. Yes, it appears six are gone. Do we have any details on what sorts of creatures were being kept back there? Oh, it was, um, horses, um, goats like your own. Yes. Um, there were some riding boars as well. Why? Why do you ask? I'm just trying to figure out what exactly we're missing. Thank you. Oh. Pardon me, but regarding yourself and the other staff, uh, has there been a... I... Henry takes a glance at the notebook. I mean, it does seem like there's a little bit of an intelligence gathering, um, counting going on, uh, but has there been a centralised piece? Have has anyone reported any objects missing, any um, stolen property, any sort of uh, possessions? People missing? Kian has rejoined as a person, I think, at this point. <laughs> if, we're in, if we're in a passenger car. Okay. Yeah, she, she lowers the, the clipboard. Her hair looks like it was once neatly like braided back. It's sort of frazzled now. She tucks it back, sighs. Yes, we are just starting to get reports of things that are missing. Uh, so far, no people, thankfully. But it seems, besides the animals, uh, which of course are of quite some worth, a variety of objects have been taken some people have reported missing gold, their purses, if they didn't grab it as they ran out. Most people do not carry weapons on this um, on this train, but it seems those who left them behind have now found them missing. But it seems to have been a, a random sort of ransacking. Nothing unusual was reported missing? Well, I suspect if someone had something unusual, they probably would not tell us if it went missing. Have you been... Making a head count of all the staff and yes, that, people. Yes, she waves the clipboard. There's no new people so far. Well, there's one. I think you know. Besides that, though. No. Okay. Thank you very much. Shall we go and have a talk with our plus one? I Do think so. Maybe we should go to our compartment for a moment. Okay. I think Kian will pull them to a 
into their compartment as they walk by. I think maybe we should be a bit careful about who all we're asking questions from, just in case. I don't know, there could be some people that were working on this from the inside. We do know that Engineer was attacked from the inside probably before the train stopped, right? Unless they stopped the train themselves. That is a good point. Not that we can't ask questions of people, but we should be wary about who knows how involved we are. And let's keep our questions for our hostage, shall we? Virgil will go up and knock on Rowan's door as we pass it. You hear anything? Okay. He'll <laughs> cast message through the door. I apologize if you are asleep, but we were just going to go and speak to our hostage, if you are interested. There's a long pause. You hear from the opposite side of the door a weary sigh, and the door opens. Um, what was that? Sorry. Uh, we were going to go and speak to our new passenger, if you would like to join us. Right. Are you all- are you all here? Yes. yes. Okay. He- he gestures for you to, to step inside. Do any of you have any, um, any spells that would be of use for this inquiry? Don't love using it in that way, but I can charm someone. That is useful. It is better than hurting someone if you are thinking that you would like to use kindness. I agree. We should decide before we go in what angle we are going for. Is this person our friend? Are we to be kind? I feel like most people respond a bit better to kindness than outright confrontation. Well, if the charm works, this will just be a normal conversation. But if it doesn't, it might piss them off. It's true, but I think they know what kind of thing they've gotten themselves into. What's going to happen to them at the end of this? That depends on the answer. Whose jurisdiction is this? Is it technically still Dawning's? This is not in the oceans. This is on a ley line. Yeah. Which is an entirely different thing. Virgil, it would be safe for you to assume, simply because of Rowan's presence on the train, that it's the Phoenix's problem, basically. Mm -hmm. They both came from that direction, and that is the person who is here. Okay. This sort of thing doesn't happen often. Like, there are not usually train robberies that have a robber captured. And this is the sort of thing that it doesn't really have precise laws or um, rules for, like, who gets to decide what happens. Mm -hmm. Yet. So, what is going to happen to them? There will be a trial, and that will decide. A lot of that depends on, as you mentioned, what they say. Well, mm. I think you might be the softest touch of all of us, Kian. If you don't mind my saying so. I don't know about that, but... Are you comfortable helming this? Sure. I can ask some questions. Rowan turns around and opens the door, and he leads you all up to the, the engine. You can make your way back. The engineer's room. It's quite small. It's not the ideal room for conversing in, but I mean, there's the engineer, the window in the back and front. She is still working. Um, <laughs> keeping the train going. And then just in the corner, like a sack of grain, is your your hostage friend bound at the wrists and the feet. 
The hood has been pulled back, but the cloak is still on. Sort of young, middle-aged gnome. They have uh, brunette hair that's tied back in a, sort of a, a top knot and are glaring at all of you with a very a determined silence and anger under heavy brows. They don't really react much when you come in. The engineer turns around and just wordlessly gestures to them. He goes, sits down. Rowan, <laughs> Rowan puts a hand on your shoulder. Do you want to do this here? Because we can go to, back to our compartment. Yeah, let's maybe get them away from the controls. Into a more comfortable space. Virgil will <laughs> Sorry, go Dina. and grab the hostage by the scruff and just push them along. Oh. <laughs> this is so that Keen is bad cop. This is so that Keen will look better. <laughs> My Somebody love. has to be bad cop. He's really good at being bad cop by just being himself. Look at me like that. Yeah, you go back to your compartment. Uh, the hostage doesn't fight you. Just follow where you lead them. Do we set them down in the empty compartment that's not any of ours? Yeah. 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 One of the not lived in ones and Virgil will sit them down in a corner and just go and stand by the door. Well, I'm sure you know that we have some questions for you. They just look at you. Hope that you might be willing to answer some. Depends on the question. What's your name for starters? Wasp. It's yours. Kian. Pleasure to meet you. Wish it could have been under a bit better circumstance, but you know. As Kian starts this conversation, Ox takes out his box of cards and just starts shuffling them. Sexy. I like it. Soph, when you kind of know that you're not working alone, will be a subtle wave of his hand, but he's not really trying to cast. Secretly. Secretly. Yeah. And they have to make a wisdom saving throw. Natural one. Natural one. You see the, the gold seems to maybe catch in their eye for a moment. Who are you working with? I don't really think I'm supposed to tell you that. I mean... I think we could probably make your stay on this train a lot nicer if you answered some of our questions. They look to the rest of you with obvious suspicion. Back to Kian. How so? Staying in a train car is a lot nicer than on the floor of the engine. Guess that's true. Better food. Alright, well what about after the train runs over? I think that depends on maybe how much information you're willing to give us. Roll persuasion with advantage. Do you have inspiration or anything? Well, it's fine. Uh, 22. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Never mind. They lean back. Posture sort of slumps a little bit in a relaxed manner against the back of the, the bench. I don't work for someone per se. We all work for each other. So you're a group? Yes. And you and your friends, are you known by a certain name? Those who know, no. Well, how many people do know? Not many right now, I assume. Do you think the rest of your group didn't make it in this fight? No, certainly did. So how many of them know? How many of my friends know the name of the group we're in? Exactly. All of them, I think. What's the number? Number of people in the group and number of people on the train. What's the harm in answering both? They seem to legitimately consider that for a second <laughs> and and shrug. It's supposed to be five of us on the train. I don't know if everyone made it on. Um, didn't expect it to start moving on us. Uh, 
but 11 of us in all. And was your goal to make it on the train and stay on? Hell no. So what were you trying to do? They shrug. Needed some mounts and um, wanted to take things on the way and uh, one of our members is, I don't know, interested in this train in particular. So this wasn't a random attack? No. Why this one in particular then? Uh, she's not the kind of person you ask questions to. Your leader? Or someone just unpleasant in the group? Yes. Both then. After they say this, Keen will glance over to Ox and back to the person. Does this person, one, have they looked at Ox? And does there seem to be any sort of, I don't know, lingering gaze or anything, recognition? Uh, inside check. I want to say, while Ox has been shuffling these cards, he has pulled out two cards to just sort of set on his knee. Mm-hmm. One is an Ace of Diamonds, and the other is a Queen of Hearts. Okay. Do you want to roll inside check as well? Mm-hmm. Well, 16 is not that bad for Kian. They've had this relaxed vibe to them since since you cast the spell. You can tell they are obviously withholding information and seem to be very good at disguising that. They have looked at all of you in equal measure. So their gaze has lingered on Ox, but it's also lingered on Henry and Virgil and Rowan and you. You said you wanted mounts. Were you headed anywhere in particular after this? And down south. As in to somewhere that far? There's more to down south than just somewhere. When you were told to take a specific interest in this particular train, did she give any sort of specific reason? Something to look for? Something that would require a chimera? Chimera was required to stop the train. And you weren't concerned working with such a... Difficult beast. No concerns on my part. She's unpleasant, but trustworthy. Does she have a name? Yeah. What is it? It's not like we're gonna do anything with it, just a first name. So bad I'm having roll persuasion again. I don't think so, okay. no. I'm gonna have you roll again. Advantage or e- <laughs> I I You can contest this if you want, but I think that's gonna no. be a twenty-two without advantage. Like I feel like it would have been with disadvantage yeah. if you had the charm. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty-two. Oh god! Oh god! Oh. It's close. It goes by a few names. Um, you know her, Scar. Just a Scar. Do you even know her full name? No. We don't need to know each other's full names. I'm assuming Wasp is just nickname of sorts. They shrug. It's what people call me. Oh, interesting. So, you've been hired by Scar as well, then. You know, she commissioned me a few months ago to take on the task of obtaining the most unusual item. A, what was it, dear Camper? A cylinder for a gun? Difficult, but at the same time charming woman to work with, really. You're saying you've also been commissioned for something, a, a heist, a theft, or... 
I, you misunderstand. I'm not working for her. We're working together. Working together? Yes. You think they're unionized? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, it's very good to see that she's moved on from just obtaining miscellaneous items together towards a common goal. They look you up and down, Henry. Smile. Guess you could sum it up with freedom. Henry gives that a nod. I am very familiar with the concept of freedom myself. Yeah? Yes. The concept? And the practice. Right. I take it from looks alone you don't actually know who I am. I know who you are. Tell me about it. Mr. Goodlove. Coy little gesture you just gave cannot be described in words. Please describe it. Please reenact it. Henry gives a very nonchalant shrug with one shoulder, a smirk. It's not the first time that he's had this sort of thing levied at him. His kink is being called Mr. Goodluck. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Who can say? I wouldn't know. I have something for that, but we'll... Anyway. (laughs) Yes, the... Nearly a strange son of the Good Love and Good Love Railroad. I moved myself down to somewhere against the better interests of my family, specifically for the whole freedom aspect. Because, trust me, I, and he gestures subtly to the others, my accomplices, if you will, none of us want to work within the confines of a very specific system. It's simply too limiting. Great. He's over here, like, willingly putting on a dog leash. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. So what I'm saying is, if you've got another sort of path to freedom, it may be something of which we have an interest. Alright. What are you proposing? I'm proposing that you tell us a little bit more about your freedom plans, your surf and scar, and, well, when we get off of the train, I mean, We can decide where to go from there, but I think it's perfectly reasonable that if you give us a little bit of information, I can levy my influence on board to ensure that you are able to get away. Unless, of course, you'd like to be tied and put in the stables and taken back to Dornick. They're silent for some time. There is a remnant of a smile still on their face as they, they look at you thoughtfully. And then they shrug a now familiar gesture from them. We're um, trying to find a way to live forever. I think that's probably the purest form of freedom you can get. Join in the hunt if you'd like. You have any leads on this already? Not for you, but yes. So this freedom is only for yourselves? It is. They seem to be telling her all this from a place of pride. When Henry is speaking, what is, what is Rowan's response? Is there anything? You see Rowan's eyes widen just slightly for like a second, but he doesn't say anything. He seems to be almost paying more attention to the four of you than he does to Wasp. <laughs> As Wasp finishes that last sentence, Ox pulls out King of Spades, puts it on his knee with his little collection of cards. They glance over Ox every time you do this, but they don't say anything. And it is my understanding that usually that sort of thing comes with a 
price to it. You're saying that it, it is a consequence-free immortality, or are you rushing yourself into freedom only to be bound by an entirely new set of laws? Have you thought it through? Can't tell you exactly what's going to happen. You must have some idea. I do. Like? You told me to tell you what our goal is, and I did. I think that's more than enough, isn't it? Sure. But, uh, while we have you here, do you mind telling us if there was anything specific you were supposed to do on the train? Take what I could find that was interesting. We needed six mounts as well. And, um, see if we could find anyone interesting as well. Like who? You seem to be an interesting bunch. And if you found someone interesting, are you going to take them off the train? No. Jean just nods. Fortunately, I think, well, I guess fortunately, I think it is just me who's left here. They're just abandoning you? Well, like I said, we didn't expect the train to start moving. Quite a lack of forethought, don't you think? Seems so. You hoping they're gonna come back for you, or kind of once you get separated, you're stuck? We'll see. That doesn't sound like a group that's coming back for one of their own members. Unfortunate. It happens. You can tell they're starting to get a little, a little fed up with the questioning. Mm-hmm. And if somehow we found some common ground with this chase for mortality, where might we find the rest of your companions? You said you were heading south, but. Is there a place in particular? I don't think that information is going to be shared with you. It might be in your best interests. No, no, if they don't want to tell us, don't need to force it out of them. You can always come back to it. I suppose it is a bit of a lengthy train ride, so we have time. Is anyone opposed to having them stay in this car? Probably one of the easiest to keep an eye on him. Remind me, during the fight, did we see this person casting any spells? No. Okay. I mean, I can leave Marigold in here. Unfortunately, we do have to administer some degree of restraint. Again, you will have some freedom. Not going to completely bind you and put you in an unpleasant place. Definitely was very helpful for us and enough to give you some good food. Keep you comfortable in here. And if you're ever ready to have another conversation, just let us know. Of course. Pleasure meeting you. And Virgil will leave the room. (laughs) (laughs) So you all leave your new companion in apartment five. Because you step out into the hallway, Rowan, as you walk a little bit further away from the the door, turns back to, to all of you. Did that mean something to any of you? meant something to us um, in the fact that we were interrogating somebody who had directly attacked the good love and good love line. Yes, of course it meant something to us. We might know who they are talking about. Their leader. Not in uh, as much of a leadership position as I thought she'd be. They're working more as a group. That can mean a lot of different things. I think it's safe to say that... This is the person Virgil was hired to track down? Yes, for 
these two. I'm just kind of along for the ride. I guess we did hear that she was going to be northwest. This is northwest, right? <laughs> yes, Kian. <laughs> Write down any information you can give. It would be appreciated. Ox, sir, you're right if we leave the writing to you. Yeah. Well, we're talking about things. Did you you have intentions of following through with the law for Henry? Or was that just, you know, an interrogation ploy? Mm. The fact that you're considering it is a little alarming. I was originally debating... Fine. I was going to send them back to Dawning regardless, but... I thought that if we wanted to find Scar, it would make a lot more sense to let them go. Because they're going to go back to Scar. It is true. They will probably try to get back with the group. The only issue with that is that we cannot exactly trail them at the moment. We are in the middle of something. We can't trail them. Yes, we can't. But... <laughs> Suggesting we take something so someone can scry later? I, I think that might be an idea, something that can assist with tracking them, but I... I know rangers, and I'd originally sent them something to ask well, about Scar's whereabouts, but evidently she's not down in somewhere, so that's not particularly useful, but I assume that they'll be back in contact relatively soon. Maybe I could employ some services to people who are used to tracking other people. Unless Rowan, of course, you have resources, you know, that's also an option. I do, yes. Though, most are preoccupied at the moment. I'll see how quickly I can get things together then. Are these, um, are these friends of yours in Donning? Uh, no. They're usually down in somewhere. Right. And they will not have a problem with reporting to Donning. I don't understand why they'd be reporting directly to Donning. <laughs> the ocean isn't under anybody's jurisdiction. No, but this situation is, well, it is under our jurisdiction. <laughs> you can do You're it. You're going to have to say it before you can flaunt it. Stop bullying him. This situation is under our jurisdiction. Reset, Nick. I got you good, didn't I? I thought you could get cocky with me. <laughs> But I'm <laughs> only Henry could love. Uh. <clears throat> <laughs> God, now how can I possibly say it? He says jurisdiction. Onwards <laughs> <laughs> we go. <laughs> so they will have to report to Donning. I can file the report to Donning. Roll a persuasion check. Eleven. Yeah. I will see what I can do first. If we cannot find anyone to send on the job, I, I will come back to you. All right. And do we have anything else we need from them? I think if we want them to start talking, we're going to have to come up with more specific questions. They did actually answer quite a bit. Thank you for that, Kian. I'm glad it worked out. Rowan kind of looks to all of you as, as the silence settles. All right. Thank you all for the support during all of this. 
I, I'm, I'm a bit tired. Um, if you'll excuse me, unless there are any further questions. I think we all need some rest. Although I wouldn't mind dinner or something. They've opened the dining car again. I don't think they will be opening the dining car soon, but I'm sure you can ask any of the attendants and they will bring you something. I guess I was just meaning if anyone wants to join me in my compartment for dinner, I'm open to that. I'll uh, take you up on that offer. Sounds good. Kian goes to find food and then we'll go to his compartment. With ox in tow? Yeah. Rowan goes off to his compartment. He said he was tired. Classic! <laughs> Do you want to join us for dinner? We weren't trying to exclude you. Can I answer a check, Ox? If you want Kian alone, now's your chance. <laughs> when Kian says you can join the two of them, Ox sort of has like a look that flashes over his face briefly. Murder? And you get the f- no, no, no. Not like murder. Like a. But. But I thought it was just going to be us. Like, kind of look. A little bit pathetic-like. Like, over Kian's <laughs> shoulder, he's like, No! Go! <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's alright. Um, I actually was hoping to talk to Rowan about something, so... Have a good evening. He will turn and try and catch up to Rowan before he can disappear. Um, no. I mean, the anchors aren't that big. Like, the, the door is already closed. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> he waits outside the door for an awkward three beats and then will knock so sheepishly. I'm so sorry. <sighs> the door opens. There was, was something I wanted to speak to you about. It can be quick. Alright. He goes inside. You talk to Kian. What? Shakes his head. Sits down. Uh, okay. Um, I, I just wanted to say thank you again for pulling me off of Wasp before. You should not thank me for that. Well, I want to, so I am. I'm grateful that you stopped me when you did. Um, I'm not used to feeling so... Um, out of control, so I'm glad you were there. You all right? I think so. It was a weird feeling. I know. <laughs> Are you all right? Yeah. Yeah? Are you certain? Well, not exactly, but I'm not hurt. I can ask Kian not to do that again. It's fine, I... I already asked them. Well, yes, for you, but I mean, I can... I can request they don't do that again to me. Only if that is not something you want, I... It was good thinking on their part. It was smart. 
If it had an adverse effect on you, I don't want to do it again. No, I know it is different with, with that spell. Um, you know, friend from far. Yes, logically, you know that, but if it upsets you... Virgil. It's alright. Okay, um, okay. There was one other thing. I was wondering if you had some way to contact Donning, or at least Commander Navain, if necessary. I do, yes. It's just that they have Nico. I saw her at the station when we left. And whatever they're doing, they need to delay it. At least until we return. He, he seems frozen in place. Virgil kind of hovers. Like, not wanting to get any closer because he's not sure if that's welcome, but he clearly wants to. He's real standing. Yeah. He has his, his hands placed in his lap, and you can see white-knuckled, like, clench of his hands around each other. Why should I stop it? I understand it is a lot to ask, and it is unfair of me to ask this of you. How do you know? How do you know this? When? Where? Uh, at the station, when when the last train was leaving, Donning, I didn't mention it. I wasn't certain what to think about it. I don't know what to think of her anymore. I wasn't sure if I should even ask you to stop it. But she is the only one who knows which parts were real, and... Which parts were real? Her. Us. All of it. If all of it was some ploy for power, or... If the person that we knew was real, I I need some closure on that. And I understand if you have made up your mind, but I need to know. So they need to wait. Right. I'm sorry to ask this of you. Don't be. I know it is news to you. I just need to hear her say it. I don't want her to say it, but I need to hear her say it. I'll ask them. Thank you. Is there anything I can do, or do you want me to leave? You hear him breathe in and out very slowly, and the tight grip of his hands loosens. He holds out a hand towards you. Oh, don't look at me like that, that's heartbreaking! <laughs> <laughs> he holds out a hand towards you, looks up at you. Virgil's face, how do I describe it? It doesn't fall, it's like the opposite. He reaches out slow and gives him a chance to change his mind. Which hand? The left this time. He shakes his head. He reaches out now and, and takes your right hand. Yeah, Virgil lets him. Turns it over. Um, the scars on Virgil's arm, where do they start? Can he see them with these bracers? I think he's got the gloves on. I think if he wasn't wearing them, he could see. I believe they would start like at the wrist and go up. Unless Virgil does anything, which something tells me he won't. Rowan takes off the glove. You're still cold? Yeah, some things don't change. Well, I was hoping maybe I could have helped with that. Just gave you a torchlight instead. Hey, um, Virgil will sit next to him. You know, that's not nothing, right? Turns your hand over again. You can't use this arm anymore. Well, that is not entirely true. 
You are fighting with your left hand. Yes, um, these days, for swordplay at least, it is stronger. You can see, um, I know it is an old injury, but well, there are plenty of skilled healers in Donning. They might be able to help. Yeah, I know. I've learned to compensate for it. I'm not unhappy with it. I can still use it for... You should other. be unhappy with it. I don't need my right hand just so I can wield a sword as I used to. I, I still use it to draw. To write. I don't need it for the sword. What is the harm in seeing a healer? I'm not unwilling. I'm willing to see one, to see if perhaps there is something that can be improved, but I will not be upset if this is the way it is. I'll see if I can do anything. I do appreciate that. But you don't need to... It's healed. Not really. Is he still holding Virgil's hand? He is. Virgil will draw a single circle with his thumb on Rowan's. When we get back to Donning, we'll see a healer, yeah? But I'm alright with it. And as you have seen, I am still quite competent with a sword. I'm, I'm not surprised about that. Virgil, um... I, I don't understand why you think I can be trusted. I would like to understand. If you can tell me. You're smart. <laughs> Maybe you are seeing something I, I just don't. I'm not certain if faith can be explained. He nods. It just is. There's clear disappointment on his face. If I may be so bold, I still know you very well. And I don't think you would hurt me. Did you think I would hurt you before? Do you think I would know? You were worried about that when I first arrived. Yes, you proved me wrong. I think this is perhaps more painful than what I imagined. I don't know what to do with this. Out of all of the possibilities I imagined, this was not one of them. I'm not prepared for this. Not once you imagined I might come back. I imagined you might come back. With love in my heart and not hate. Not once. No. Okay. I'm sorry if anything I ever did led you to make that conclusion. It has not to do with what you did, it's what I did. It is perfectly normal for your feelings for me to have changed after that. Expected, even. So I didn't plan for this. I don't know what to do. And it hurts to have you here. But I don't want you to leave. But you should. I won't. Unless you tell me to. I don't want to tell you to do anything. I was more worried for you than anything. I didn't know what they would do. I know it wasn't... It wasn't your fault. It was more complicated than that. 
It was my fault. It is not that simple. It was, you need to at least accept that. It is not yours alone. I will give you that much. Fine. He draws another circle. He just watches. Can I ask you something? What? Your tattoo is gone. I noticed at the bowl. What happened? It was just covered. Makeup? Yeah. Is it covered now? Oh, inside check. Uh, 17? I just think that for some reason that never crossed my mind that it could just be covered with makeup. <laughs> yeah, Virgil covered his scars with makeup like when someone else yeah. covered a tattoo. Magic. Yeah, it's perfectly reasonable to expect that he just covered it up with makeup. But he he, he sort of like glances at the place in his arm and he seems almost like nervous with this line of questioning. Sorry, I didn't mean to pry. Your hair is different as well, not just the cut. Is it dyed? Yes. Inside check? Yeah, I don't sure. know, I don't know. <laughs> if you want, yeah. I don't, five. <laughs> um, he seems kind of embarrassed. Just for appearances. I almost miss it. The cut was not approved of, but I think that helped at least. Dying it. Well, you left some long. I did. I'm very tired, Virgil. Um, yeah. I know. Um, it's not just an excuse. <laughs> yeah. He will let go and try to pull his hand away. Do you, um... What? Shakes his head. Never mind. Sorry. Oh, what is it? Persuasion. No! Just a straight I wish, roll! I wish I could cast guidance. One single roll! <laughs> Must I? Natural 20? <laughs> <laughs> so an 18. But to be clear. No, it's a natural 20. Natural 20. 20. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, he, he looks up to you and he reaches out for your hand again. You can't and fucking script this. <laughs> what? I'm freaking out about it. <laughs> he he reaches out again to, to take your hand. Yeah, Virgil takes holds it. Holds it this time. Would you stay? Yeah. Yeah, I would. If the others will worry, um, you should tell them. I think Kian and Ox are a bit preoccupied at the moment with what might be a dinner date, so I don't think I will be missed. Nuts. Virgil smiles. And it's small, but it's real. Thank you. There's a look of pure defeat on Rowan's face. Oh no. But he sort of scoots aside a bit so you have more space to sit beside him. If that's where you decide to sit. He dare not move. Yeah, he'll sit wherever it seems he is allowed. Rowan doesn't let go of, of Virgil's hand. He he ends up where you found him last time you knocked on his apartment door, which is slumped to sleep in the corner against the window. But his hand is in yours. Virgil just 
sits there and holds his hand and is very quiet. You sit and watch the landscape go by. Kian and Ox, it's not hard to find an attendant who will bring you some food. The dining car is closed, but they seem pretty eager to, to give you whatever it is that you ask for that's within their control and set you up with a decent uh, room service. Henry, as you are sitting in your room, perhaps you noticed the energy coming off of Ox during that invite for dinner and sensed that he may want want to do this one one-on-one. I think the, the same attendant who brings them their, their dinners brings you something as well. You hear a voice coming from, well, I guess I should ask you, where do you keep your sending stones? They're usually in the quiver bandolier that he wears. Okay. Then yeah, you hear a, a voice coming from the front pocket of your bandolier. It's not one of your parents, it's Umbra's voice. On to something. Your curse found depiction of something similar. Afflicting a mushroom? Do you have celestial in your family? Or patron? Not to my knowledge, could ask. Why is that relevant? The stone is silent. You will have to hold on to your questions till the next day when Umbra will be able to reply. And your train continues to barrel on forward towards Freya. And in the sky above you, a star falls. And that is where we'll end our session for tonight. She called you a fungi. Not the stars. Do we hear a frantic scrabbling on the roof? Maybe. Cat zoom. Yeah. <laughs> the pitter patter of little beams. Virgil. Yeah? You sit beside Rowan in his room, watching the hearth light, the passing into dusk. His room is warmer than he ever allows it. Rowan holds his small scissors and a thin white ribbon. You remember this. He waits for you to turn away before he is lost in the familiar ritual of making his offering to the guardian phoenix. You look away and Rowan goes through his motions in the trusting confidence of solitude, unseen. Or is he unseen? Do you look? This time? No. He doesn't need to. You jolt awake. You have a passing feeling like you've missed something important. Cool. You're beside Rowan in the train car. He's asleep, slumped against the window. His hand is no longer in yours. Virgil will sit and try to get his breathing back in a fairly moderate rhythm. And he will pull his sword from its sheath and lay it across his lap and attempt to meditate as he normally does, he will attempt to summon the radiant light that he has struggled with for some time. You know how this goes. I sure do. <laughs> Is a it check. 11? <laughs> what did you roll? There's a faint glow across your blade, sort of silver gold as you you reach out and find that light that you have been struggling to reach for a long time. Okay. What was it about this time? Can he try and 
trace it and figure out where the origin might be. In the past, when you did this in training, when you were in donning, when you were able to, to activate this, right, what did you experience typically? Typically a feeling of calm, assurance. That feeling washes over you and you lose all, all traces of that sort of dread of missing something. And you're back at Rowan's side in his room in front of the hearth. You have one more chance. Do you look? Yes. You turn to face him and he's looking at you already. It's him as he was in these days. His hair is long. There's silver running through it. There's a, a line of blood dripping down his arm. Just a single line, a drop. He stares at you for a moment, puts down the scissors, and instead of turning to the flame to make his offering, he turns to you. And now there's more blood than there should be from a small wound, from a sacrifice to an offering. It runs down his arm to the palm of his hand that he reaches out towards you. Virgil takes it, and with his other hand, he'll try and cover the wound to stop the bleeding. Shakes his head, lowers your hand, and clasps it in both of his. His hands are warm. You feel the blood sticky between your grasp. I wanted to give you more. I know you did. I want the same for you. Well, this is something. You know I didn't want this. Well, you have it anyway. Can I give you something? He just looks at you curiously. I've been trying for some time to get it back. And at first it was just because I'd lost it, but I think it might serve you better. And he will reach one hand to the sword that is always at his hip and grasp the hilt and attempt to pass the radiant right to Rowan. You wake up. His head is on your shoulder. He's still asleep. And I know you all just leveled up, so sorry to make you turn back to your character sheet, but I'm going to have you switch your race to Asimar. Excuse me? <laughs> Wait a fucking minute! <laughs> Teacher.